town enough for all of us. Hi, everybody. Hi. Welcome to Take Two Radio. We are pleased to bring you interviews with people in the entertainment and music industry, discussions and recaps of the four remaining daytime soaps, that's The Bold and the Beautiful, The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and Days of Our Lives, as well as various other shows. For upcoming and previous shows, check Take2Radio.com, that's with the number two, and you can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and other streaming apps. Follow us on social media at Take2Radio, and thanks for listening. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take Two Radio Soaps in Review. I am told I am the fantastic Anthony, <laughs> and I am taking the helm this evening because our leader, Pam, has some previous engage- engagements. I, am, of course, am joined by David. Hello, everybody. And I am also joined by Casey. Hey, hey, hey. Candy, are you with us, girl? I'm forever young and reckless. Yes. Forever. And would the queen of Salem, Carolyn? <laughs> Hello, everyone. How are you tonight? <laughs> Marlena might, might argue with that title, but <laughs> you're our queen of Salem. <laughs> we have been very lucky these last couple of months to get... Guest after fabulous guest, and tonight is no exception. She lit up the screen in Port Charles with a fiery entrance and an exit that was, shall we say, just as fiery. And she's going to get clinical over in Genoa City. I, of course, am talking about the fabulous Brittany Sarpy. And I think she's right here online. Are you ready? (laughs) Brittany, are you with Hello, us? Hello, take two radio. Hey, I'm here. Brittany. Can you guys hear me? Hello. Yes. Hello. Hello. Yes. Hi, Brittany. Hi. How is Hello. everyone? Good. <laughs> good. We're good doing great. Evening, How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. A lot of new stuff happening. I guess you guys have heard. Well, we heard <laughs> and saw. And um, <laughs> fabulously, and we're fabulously watching. happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was just saying that um, your exit was just as fiery as your entrance, and, um, you know, just a few heartbeats later, you were getting all clinical up in Genoa City, and uh, we couldn't be happier, to to be quite honest. Thank you. You're quite welcome. Um, Our faithful leader, Pam, always starts off our interviews with asking how you got into acting. Oh, Fun. You ready? <laughs> Absolutely. Take it away, please. Um, yes. Um, I got into acting in high school, actually. Um, my emphasis was really dance and track. I was a runner and a dancer. And I think it was my sophomore year, I just kind of decided that I wanted to try acting. So I auditioned into a class, and I somehow got into our honors theater class, which was I guess a bigger feat considering I hadn't taken any theater before. And uh, when I got there, I was just kind of inundated with a lot of Shakespeare and plays and 
Yeah, I fell in love with my first performance of um, Macbeth or the Scottish play, um, and I was a witch. And I kind of have been after it ever since. I, I went to college at UC Santa Barbara and got my Bachelor of Fine Arts in Acting. And then I came back to L.A., which I'm from L.A., and um, have been pursuing it ever since. Nice. Yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with my questions. <laughs> I'm helming. You, um, as I said before, you kind of came in real fiery to Port Charles, a.k.a. General Hospital, um, and you were immediately thrown into some heavy storyline with, you yeah. know, playing against some heavy, heavy hitters. Can you tell mm-hmm. our listeners what it felt like to walk onto the set knowing you were going to be playing up against Laura Wright, um, you know, Anthony Geary, in, in such heavy, you know, material, like right off the yeah, bat? Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, it was right off the bat. I was, I was kidnapped by Tony. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, Luke is a legend, and it was really a beautiful thing to kind of start off my screen time with him. I thought it would be really – scary but actually he was he's a theater patron as well so we kind of had a likeness and an understanding of of you know just how we do things on a set even though of course he had a lot more years than I had and I was just a noob but um it was great and then it was Jane Elliott who I worked with as well and who is also such a firehouse she's amazing and awesome and then M. Rylan and um Dominic really just showed me the ropes um, there on after, and yeah, we were in a very intense uh, triangle there. <laughs> yeah, and um, <laughs> it was uh, it was a lot of fun to watch, and um, mm-hmm. you you got a lot of attention right off the bat on social media. Did that? Did you watch that? Did you you know pay attention uh- to how? Fiery. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep using that word. <laughs> How fiery things were right off the bat as far as the fans were concerned. Sure. I mean, I think there was a lot of controversy just coming in as a Spencer and then mixing things up with a very popular couple. So I kind of, I, I knew what was going to to come with it. And there was, you know, I, I was a homewrecker for a while and that, that was my title by a lot of social media. <laughs> Um, which is cool. I mean, why not go in with something that you can then, you know, alter and change the audience's view of the character or give them an understanding of the character from a different perspective over the years, which is, I think, what's happened. And I think, I, I don't think people see Valerie the same way um, as they did when the whole scandal happened. Yeah, there was some really great writing during that period that humanized her um, mm-hmm. in a way that, we we don't see often enough on soaps, but yeah, you are agree. now lighting up the screen over in Genoa City, and you're sure also am. getting fiery with some heavy hitters over there. Um, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about the journey from Port Charles to Genoa City and what it felt like walking in to that set and, and immediately being thrown in with some heavy hitters there? Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was a peaceful journey over, actually. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think now that this is kind of my second time around on a soap, I have a, a little bit more under my belt, and I have a little better understanding of what I'm getting into, just how the world works and, you know, how just even going on set, when to go on set, how blocking works, just 
how a soap world works and, you know, running scenes and not running scenes and the time limits you have for each scene. I just, I understand the pace now. So it was, um, it was, it was a very nice transition. And I, I know a lot of people already from YNR, so it was very familiar. And um, on studio in the background, there are people who have worked on the set of GH or who watch it. So even, you know, behind the scenes and getting to know people there has, has been a really easy transition. But, yeah, I work a lot with Brighton, and he's been on the show forever. He's been acting forever. So he's really, really a great scene partner. Nice. Well, my personal hope is, is that um, we get to see uh, a little bit more of, of a love story for you in, um, in this new incarnation um, yeah. But I am going to turn the reins over to the Candelicious Candace. Hello, hello. Hey, Candace. <laughs> hey, girl. Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, Pam, our faithful leader, is unable to join us. But mm-hmm. she's left me with some questions to ask you, and then I'll ask my questions. So the first Go question she has, she has is, so far, day one, we saw chemistry between your character and Devon, a.k.a. Mr. Brighton James, fabulous actor. Mm-hmm. If this is going to end up being a relationship, and I know you can't give out spoilers, but, you know, social media already has it, has it, has the group name and everything, but we want the official, <laughs> the official name you would come up with for the two characters. You know about the ships, the ship names, the mashup names. What are what they? Is your take? Selena and... Eleven, so, is that what they are? Yeah, eleven. Mhm. I mean, yeah. I had had a conversation with Brighton about this, and he brought up that they had already shipped a name, and we did like eleven because you know it, it, it sounds good. Well, we're so I, I we're going yeah. to officially say that that's going to be it's, it's coming from your mouth to everybody. <laughs> eleven, it is. Here we here. Casey, hold me back. On this day. <laughs> <laughs> On this day, eleven was official. Hold <laughs> me back. There you go. Oh God, hold him back. Okay. <laughs> so we we now see. I feel at ease now. Everybody can go to sleep happy. Okay, eleven it is. Thank you. Okay. With eleven people going to sleep very happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So the next question she has is, would you like to do any directing or producing in oh the future? Oh, my gosh, great question. Yes. Um, I'm actually, I've just actually wrapped my head around kind of expanding from acting. Um, in the past six or seven months, there's actually a project that I'm not able to say yet, but that I've um, been trying to get the rights to and I have a producing partner on um, that I'm really excited about. Um, so producing, yes, and then directing-wise, um, I have been venturing and studying more. I actually, in the last film that I did, I did a little bit of um, shadowing of, of my director and director of photography just to kind of get an eye of behind the scenes and learn something that I hadn't studied before. So, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm well on my way there. There you go. Keep reaching, girl. Keep. I, I'm a teacher, so I always tell my kids, like, don't stop. Keep going. Keep moving yes, forward. Keep growing. So, okay, so, so, okay, so now I have some questions. Um, first, yeah. I wanted to say um, thank you 
um, because you are one of the few celebrities to open up about the struggles, about anxiety and depression. So I have two questions for you. Did you second-guess yourself when you decided to go public with this and Uh, open up? I second-guessed myself. Sorry, you weren't finished the question, but go ahead. Oh no 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 no! I was just saying, like, did you did you have doubts and and if you wanted to share that? Um, yeah, I, I I recorded it at a really low time, and it wasn't necessarily to post, but it gave myself the option to because I like to catalog things. Um, I write a lot, um, and it was right. just another video for me to express myself. Um, you know, I speaking to a camera is something I'm not that foreign <laughs> from the concept. Um, yeah, so I think the day came, and I remembered um, that I I think I made that uh, I recorded it maybe like six months prior to me posting it. Um, and I thought about it. I talked to my best friend about it, and just kind of got her take on it. And she felt that it was something I should do. And then it was actually it was really hard. It was, I mean, it, it's not a huge thing, I guess, but for me personally, I, you know, I have a very, I'm a, I'm a Virgo, so I feel like my image is very, it's what, what I want you to see. And so that was a very hard thing for me to show a part of me that I don't necessarily, I didn't choose for you to see. I did, but it, it's not something that I would naturally pick. It's, it's okay. very vulnerable, very you know, we all go through it, and that was the point. It's just to relate to everyone who I know is dealing with things that at times you feel like you're dealing with alone. Um, I feel yeah. like this world right now, more than ever, is a scary place, and we need to all come together and find our common ground and how we can relate and see each other in each other. You know? Amen. Exactly. And then it kind of, like, because I know so many of my friends – including myself, like you said, you know, there's sometimes you feel alone that you're yeah. just like nobody will understand and whatsoever. So my final question is what encouraging words do you have for anybody who is listening right now that is going through anxiety and or depression? What advice would you give them? I think the biggest thing that I've learned in my time on this earth is that life is a freaking cycle. So you're going to get your ups, but you're also going to get downs and come right back up. Just know that, you know, when you're at your lowest lows or you're feeling anxiety or you're feeling incredibly depressed about something that's happened, that these feelings are fleeting, just like the great feelings you're about to, you know, feel. And and the sooner you decide to feel better – and I know that's a hard thing to grasp because people are like, I don't want to feel sad. Um, but as soon as you start releasing those feelings and grabbing towards the good feelings, the things that you like in life and recycling that energy into your life, that's when you go up the hill faster. So focus on going up that hill faster. Focus on the things that make you happy, you know, the things that make you smile and try to not focus on the things of your past or the things that you can't control in your future. That is the best piece of advice I've I've heard, and and I'm oh. definitely going to make sure I can do a soundbite and play that because that I mean, like you said, it's an uphill battle. You can't always focus, and I, and it's easy to to say it because a lot of people's like, okay, yeah, you, all you got to do is you know forget about the past, and but it comes back into your mind. It's like yeah. the littlest things can set it off. So. Yeah, and it, but it's a, it's a constant thing. Just like life is a constant thing. Of course, you're going to have moments mm-hmm. where you're always at trials and tribulations. It's just 
us normalizing to the fact that we go through things and not looking at everything as a shock. Nothing, the less we let things shock our system, the more we just take it as an ebb and flow in life, you know, then we just ride the wave right with it and the extremes seem to be a lot less. That makes sense. Yeah. David. It does. David, step on up. All righty. Well, well, uh, hi, Brittany. How are you? Hi. Hi. Um, well, my question is, my question is, you've done um, a feature called You Again mm. with Sigourney Weaver <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh-huh. What did you learn as an actress? from those two top box office hitters? Oh, man. So you take me back. Um, Just a quick thing about you again. That was my very first audition. I graduated from Santa Barbara, came out here, um, and they sent me on that audition, and I I don't know, luck of the 9% Irish that I am or something. Um, But I booked that one, and, I had a blast with that cast. Not only was it Sigourney and Jamie Curtis, but it was also Victor Garber. It was um, Kristen Bell, Betty White. Um, those are all heavy hitters. Those are all people who, what I learned on set was what you can bring to a set, and that's energy and positivity and a good time. And that's what that movie was for me. And, yeah, I don't know, you hear a lot of stories about people, you know, being tight on set or very, like, negative or divas and things like that, but that cast showed me that it doesn't have to be that way. You can go on set and have a great time and do your job and make people laugh. Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So back to YNR. Now that now that you've been thoroughly ensconced in Genoa City which members of the cast have taken you under their wing when you first arrived? Oh, that's a good it. question. Um, I, Lauren um, was really, really um, embracing when I first got to set. Was just kind of showing me where things were, and uh, it's just CBS lot is really confusing. By the way, um, it's not like. Um, Prospect Studios ABC lot it, That's a very easy thing to, to maneuver And understand this is a whole other thing So a lot of it Was like directional guidance But Lauren's really helpful And so outgoing and such a beautiful spirit I think she um, Really helped me get acclimated to everything Everything nice. That sounds nice Casey Yeah so hi Brittany How are you I'm good. I'm good. Hello. Wonderful. So I do want to touch on, um, you know, you compared earlier similarities to Y&R because, you know, this is your second. So how do you differ as an actress? You cut out a little bit. What did you say? How? Oh, sorry. Um, How do uh, GH and Y&R differ for you as an actress? Um, I think they differ in just in, in what I'm bringing to I, both sets. Um, the characters are different. Um, even just, you know, Brittany Sarpy four years ago on my first real, you know, bigger <laughs> opportunity versus Brittany Sarpy now. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just, 
there's just, you know, it's a, it's a yes. difference in confidence, a difference in character. I think um, Elena's character is a lot more straightforward. Um, I kind of know what she's doing and where I'm going with her. Um, there's a little more revealed to me that I, I'm playing with. Um, and then Valerie was kind of a character where we had to find her footing and figure out where she, you know, fit into Port Charles and, um, you know, the people that she bonded with. She also disconnected from because of, you know, the, the relationship. So it was trying to find relationships that she could gravitate towards. Um, yeah, so differences like that. And then, the, but the way that they actually both entered on the canvas were very similar. I thought that was funny. Just with the scenes of me opening a door, slamming it in someone's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Opening it again, not revealing that there's yeah. someone behind the door. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then my uh, second question for you um, stems from the um, unfortunate of the legendary Christoph St. John. And um, mm-hmm. since his passing, it was kind of up in the air where the Hamilton Winters families would go on The Young and the Restless. But now, you know, um, they brought on you to mingle with Devon. We saw Honest Father. So what is it like to be a part of this rebuilding of the Hamilton Winters unit? And where do you see um, that family unit going in the future now that your character now that Honest Father is involved? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's great. It's fresh energy. It's fresh blood. The four of us have a lot of scenes together and spend a lot of time together. So for me, it feels great. I mean, I can't compare it to anything else and what it was before. Um, but if I can judge the energy that we're all giving each other, I think it's going to be really good. I think we all are kind of on the same level of commitment. We both, you know, want these stories to be told um, and just the element of, of, of what, um, having her father on is going to bring as well. Um, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know what I'm allowed to say about certain things. Uh, oh, you guys know he's a singer. You know that already. Okay, so I, I, I think you could say that. Um, just, you know, bringing, like, someone who's a musician, and then she's already a musician, and I think that adds a really cool element as well. I think they're going to be a family to be watched. <laughs> Well, we have one more person to throw at you, and that is Carolyn. She is our soap. Wow, she's she's our soap guru. Carolyn, hello, soap guru. Hi, hi, Brittany. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm gonna go in the other room. My dogs are barking. (laughs) Sorry. Um. Well. You must have wonderful, supportive family. Your your parents, do you have siblings? Yes, yes, yes to both. Um, my family is incredibly supportive. They've been supportive of my dreams, um, and I don't have a family that comes from the arts at all. I'm the first on both sides to ever go after anything like this. Um, but they've always been very supportive and understanding of my vision, and yes, I have so many siblings. I actually have um, an older sister and an older brother and two younger brothers. 
Oh, well, you, you have two. <laughs> you have two two great roles that um, that you've you're play, you've played and playing. Um, can you tell us a little bit about as a child what you wanted to do? Yeah, um, I always wanted to do something in performance. I think I thought that it was going to end up being dance, um, but I didn't start ballet until like end of middle school so it was pretty clear cut that I wasn't going to be able to be a professional dancer in the way that I wanted to be because I hadn't been studying as a like a teeny bopper um, so I, yeah I just knew it was going to be performance based um, and I had always been dabbling into just always being on a stage and it was kind of the, I'm actually really shy. Um, so being on a stage was kind of my way of expressing myself and getting um, any of the energy or what I want to say out without having to like have a conversation or um, have like direct contact with people. It was, it was a kind of a therapy for me that obviously turned into Ooh. a profession. Well, we touched on uh, depression and anxiety and I had, an older sister that suffered with uh, depression and her doctor always said opposite of depression is expression and express yourself, Mm -hmm. whether it's joy or it's sadness, being happy. You can't be happy all the time. So Mm -hmm. you've been very fortunate that you found a career to express yourself being a Virgo. (laughs) Yes. Both of those things. Yes, they're, there, I have a sister that's a Virgo, and she's kind of shy. <laughs> yeah, you get it. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Virgo in a lot of places in my chart, so I'm like a Virgo through and through. It's just oh. very rare that <laughs> you come out like this. <laughs> Brittany, it's Anthony again. Like, I'm September 15th, so I definitely feel you on that. <laughs> you get it. You get it. <laughs> yeah. And this is, this is my extroverted two hours every two weeks, and I get to shine. <laughs> and then do you, do you feel a little bit spent after? Like, oh, that was a lot. <laughs> um, no. I, actually, I feel energized and renewed. Um, and it gives oh, me it, it gives me a, um, another couple of days' worth of um, energy to play off of and to draw from. Honestly, the day, oh, the like day leading up to it and the couple of days after, I'm, I'm definitely on a different cloud than the other oh, days. Oh, that's great. I, I think that would tell us all you're doing what you should be doing. <laughs> we definitely want to thank you for giving your time to us this evening. We want to wish you the very, very best on The Young and the Restless. Can you tease anything about Elena or about what, where Elena might be going to our listeners who are drooling right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, just keep your eyes peeled. What, someone said that Elena was giving flirting eyes on Twitter, and I thought that was the funniest thing. I was like, was she? I don't know. I don't, just, all I can Tell say is follow me. the chemistry. <laughs> um, I think yeah, I tweeted it. No, it wasn't me. But before we let you go, you are a Virgo, and, and we like to be private, but do you want to tell our listeners where they can follow you if they so desire absolutely um you can follow me on instagram at Brittany. it's at b-r-y-t-n-i 
or on Twitter at underscore Brittany. That's at underscore B-R-Y-T-N-I. <laughs> or Facebook, just look up Brittany. <laughs> um, there's a common theme here. I don't know if you guys caught it. It's Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> She's Brittany. Right? Um, this is all great outlets to find me. I'm pretty easy to find because there's not that many BRYTNIs in this world. Well, thank you so much for coming on this evening. And you teased that you may thank be you. working on other projects. So please think of us and come back when you're ready to talk about them. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. You guys have a good night. Oh, thank you for coming. You too. Okay, <laughs> bye. Thank you. Well, another great interview at Take yeah. Q Radio. Um, so I will start off <laughs> with saying it's so funny that today we have her because today the casting announcement came out that, <laughs> that <laughs> Valerie will be wearing a different color pair of shoes soon in Port Charles, and I was – Chomping at the bit to have, but I thought that'd be a little uncouth. <laughs> She's gonna oh, be wait, say that again, Kate. They, they are going to be wearing they recast yeah. Valerie. Yeah. They did. Yeah, uh-huh. they announced it today. Yep. Yeah, today today was casting Thursday for all the shows. Oh ago. yeah. Yes it was. <laughs> Candace, you you um you enlightened us early on today. What's uh what'd you find out? So okay, I'm about to spill some tape. Um, this is, this was kind of a blind item that a lot of people probably didn't pick up on. Um, if you've been watching Young and the Rockless faithfully, like we all have, by the way, happy anniversary, Young and the Rockless. Um. You may notice that there was a certain character that was off screen for a little bit and just started, just came back on what I'm gonna say Monday, um, actually Friday, yeah, and that's the character of Nate. Um, oh, Nate! A lot of people been trying to figure out what's going on, like you know. Well, they recast him. It wasn't surgery, folks. <laughs> oh wow! I did see that little. Tidbit you offered earlier, Candace. Oh, I've got some D too. Okay, I just since we're in the casting vein, I just want to remind our folks that we broke the news a few weeks ago. Denise Richards um, on the Bolt and the Beautiful, and her scenes are coming up. And from what I was told, they are fire. They are so set your DVRs because you gonna want to see the way. The, what she brings. Casey, what do you have for us? So, yeah, um, I actually heard two bits of casting news this morning. I was emailed by one of my sources. Um, two more exits will be coming to The Young and the Restless. Um, no. Another Ooh. girl I know, get ready. Um, and I'm not going to say which ones, I'll just hint. Um, somebody will be exiting from our team scene. Um, I guess I should say early 20-somethings now. So, you know, that's Abby's, your Kyle's, your Summers, your Finn. Uh, one of them has been... Mm. Um, <laughs> well, I guess I should say Abby because, you know, Abby's like 47. Uh, but anyway, Abby's older than the mom. Uh, but anyway, um, 
And then the second exit, another Rosales family member has been showing the door. Um, this time, a female uh, Rosales family member. So those exits should be announced soon. I think I will break one of them exclusively tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, that's just what I got. Okay, I got well, a sidebar real quick. For all you Jordan Ruffles fans, we kind of, I'm going to just speak real quick. Like, I know I'm going off script real quick. We all knew this was going to happen. We did. Because, you know, there was yeah. a lot of talk. You know, every writer or executive producer comes in, the previous regime gets taken a look at. And when I say taken a look at, I mean the recent hires. So for all the fans, and I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, if it's who we think it is, because you heard the clues, female, <laughs> female, I'm going to say, I, I see, I'm, I'm, I'm in the minority. I like them. I, I did. I really did. And, well, that's for the show, I guess. I, I didn't well, like Arturo post-Nikki stuff. And here's the thing. This has nothing to do about the actor. I love Jason Camila. He's hot. Right. Um, he's a good actor. Yeah, hell yeah. There's any story for him. So when I, I don't right. like a character, I mean story. So, you know, and Take-Two Radio isn't in the business of bashing actors. That's just not something we do. Mm-mm. No, well, we don't do that. On, on that note, as far as Genoa City is concerned, I got a little tweak and a little buzz that um, they approached Sean Kerrigan uh, for a possible return. So Ooh. I am holding my breath to find out if, if heard, that actually comes to pass. I heard something saying that he's not. Oh, well, then my news was old, and it's... Well, no, because you never know. Like, things, you know, things can change. I always say that to people. It's like, hey, look, it could be this way one day, and the next, you never know. Well, you know, I'm writing. With young characters, it really sucks with the characters, because today, I think that is... Boardways, Abby's strongest pairing. Uh, yeah. And I wanted to see more from them. I loved the miscarriage story with them. I um, loved the story of maybe Ashley punching her daughter's husband. And I loved everything about this. Um, and unfortunately, we had to say goodbye to Sean Kerrigan out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, he honestly had char- uh, character. He had chemistry with everybody they threw him up against. Uh, he's so outgoing. He's so outgoing yeah. as a person, you can tell. Yeah. Um, I think we should jump over to Salem as far as casting stuff is concerned because we can either lament or we can choose to celebrate the. Um, wrap up of the Leo Diana um, family. They are um, they are done and it's Salem. So I'm just gonna say for now, um, Greg Lockhart, 
is leaving with an Emmy nomination and <laughs> the incomparable, <laughs> the fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. The oh. best deep-free tuber in daytime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I just have to say, you know, it's no secret that um, I, I, um, I play for the team of, um, of same sexuals. Um, and to see a character that came onto the canvas as a snarky villain with fire, with, you know, any one of us in the life and any one of us that are, you know, friends with someone in the life knows someone like Leo. And television has never given us, you know, it's like, ooh, we can't show, we can't show that or they're going to yell at us. They're going to say we're being unfair. <laughs> and me, and I think most of, of, of my, um, my people, I'll say, were cheering. Like, yeah, more. Show more. Let him go all the way. Let him do all the we things. Finally had, we finally had a sexually charged gay scene again on television. You know, not just daytime television, but on television. Because I got to say, you know, the gays are becoming very stereotypical again on um, primetime TV. Like, you know, I'm getting a little tired oh, yeah. of Grey's Anatomy with their gays because they're becoming a little too paint-by-numbers. But Ron Calabardi wrote the hell out of Queen. And as yeah. a gay man myself, I was cheering every damn day. Now, I do feel sorry for days because they're going to have to rebuild some sets since Greg Rickhart and Judah Chapman chewed up all that damn scenery. <laughs> but they gave... They gave good soap, and I'm going yeah. to miss them, but I can't wait to see them back because, come on, we know that's not the end of them. No. no. You know, and I just – I broke some tea on this on this show months ago, and, you know, they made a very, very smart choice. They, you know, they were approaching the original person who played Diana, and immediately – a soap that had been flip-flopping on whether or not they were going to take her or ask her back, hopped in and promised her the sun, the stars, the moon, and quite possibly, you know, an Oscar nomination. Um, and so when that, you know, when that opportunity, you know, was no longer on the table to approach, um, you know, and reunite this duo in, in such a, I mean, you know, when they first were paired on The Young and the Restless, they were, they were fire as well. Not the same kind of fire, but there was just, you couldn't take your eyes off them. Um, and, and they recreated the magic without borrowing the same magic from The Young and the Restless. So, you know, again, kudos, yeah, kudos mm-hmm. to... Ron and they the did. team. Kudos, of course, to you know Greg and um and um. Oh my God, I'm blanking. Judith. 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 Thank you. To Greg and Judith. And Look, um, you know, I I would have been interested to see Jeannie Francis and Greg Rickhart play off of each other, but I gotta be honest, I would not trade Judith Chapman in the role of Diana this time around for anything. I mean, it was just. It was amazing. It was just really that once, like Anthony said, you know, it was kind of the once-in-a-lifetime spark of chemistry, um, you know, and lightning in a bottle type stuff. And 
yeah, she was over the top. Yeah, she was campy. She was. Yes, she was very dope diva, but they did it so well to the point where I was like, this is the best thing to watch on television. I mean, I was hooked. The only thing that would have put it, that, that would have made it Dynasty, which y'all all know that's my primetime show of shows. The only thing that would have made it Dynasty for me is had they have, you know, borrowed um, Michael Baldwin, a.k.a. Um, Christian, okay, I'm blanking on names. Christian LeBlanc. But if they had, yeah, if they had borrowed him for like a good three days and mother and son had each had a one night stand with him before he shrunk back out of town, <laughs> that's the only thing that would have put it over. That would have made yeah, it any okay. better. It was, it was classic. It, it was it was a classic soap um, pairing. That did phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Now having you said know, that, I have a question for Anthony know. and anyone else who watched at the time because I can't remember. I don't think I was watching too well at the time that Jeannie was on. So can someone comment on how she did for me? If you remember, okay. I um, I'm gonna jump in real quick, Casey, and say they're you know they're not the same character at all. You know, I wish no, I wish they would have explored nope. why the Diana that came to town was nothing. You know, looks wise, obviously, you know, she wasn't hit by no car and recreated and re, you know, but personality wise, right. either they were nothing alike. Um, Jeannie's Jeannie's Diana was, um. Very smart, but she was she was very upfront. She was very about truth and about or in the beginning. And then we found out she had secrets, but she was very blunt um, in a in a in a victim kind of way, basically. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, they they were nothing alike, honestly. Casey. Yeah, I would say. Um... Jeannie Francis's Diana was really, and I'm taught a young Laura here, not the Laura from like the 90s or now, but Jeannie Francis played Diana like Laura, like a young Laura with a backbone. Um, yeah. Bingo. And yep. she was yeah. more, you know, she wasn't really victimized like Laura was. Um, because even though young Laura was strong in her own right, I mean, my God, she was holding a machine gun and stopping bastards from freezing mm-hmm. the damn roar- world. But uh, she was just not really somebody to be victimized or anything else. Like Anthony said, she was very forward. I would say that, honestly, Diana at the time was one of the best written female characters on television because yeah. she was so smart. She was so strong. She was so independent. And Judith but she still had a softness. She oh, still yeah, had this, this I mean, elegant softness and this. You just wanted, even when she yeah. was, you just wanted her to win, not because she was smart, but because she was a full-bodied, full-blooded woman. She wasn't an archetype. Yeah. She was a full woman. And... You know, I I loved Judith Chapman's Diana. Like I said, I wouldn't have traded it for anything. Um, but I would have liked to have seen maybe less schemer and more of 
who we fell in love with Diana as from that original run. Of course, you can't duplicate what Jeannie Francis did, and you can't duplicate what Judith Chapman did in this last run, but there were just some character tones missing um, from that original character, and I wondered, had Jeannie Francis taken back the part, had General Hospital not swooped in with a dumb storyline that only got interesting the last month, um, if they would have gone the same route with Diana, um, you know, would they have changed anything if Jeannie came back? Because I honestly don't see Jeannie poisoning. I'm sorry. No. I don't know. See, I have to jump into that because, I mean, look, we know the kind of characters Jeannie has played, you know, obviously her symbolic characters, Laura and everything, but I look at it as what she did. I think she could have handled it because Kira? take a look what she did on Young and the Restless. You know, and Sarah she, on and Sarah on all my children. And Sarah on all my children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you, know, I mean, Ooh, I she can't. I mean, if the material was there, and we all know who wrote the material, so we can kind of we can say she could have, but it wouldn't have been. The Camp. way that Judith yeah. did, like there's two yeah. different ways of how this character could have played, and so yeah. it's interesting because Judith, to me, I mean, her and Greg need to like open up a school along with Mara Glass on soap, on soap acting because my God, like <laughs> I could see just a whole they could read the yellow book pages if that still exists, and and or the library cards that never gets used. I because I enjoyed it. Um, I just wish, I mean, it was, I didn't even know he was, I mean, I heard, but I didn't know when, but I was kind of hoping that I might be the only person that was really praying, like, on every single Bible for Will and Leo pairing. I know. No, no, <laughs> no, you, you're not the only yeah, one. I did. I did. Definitely well, you know, you know, you know thing about any... Another thing about Jeannie and Judith was that Jeannie is great at playing the schemer and the villain sometimes, but I think Jeannie's villain is qualities in her acting are more character driven. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, pulling that gun Valentine um on G H, you know, that was a very character driven thing. Um, that wasn't plot at all. You know, the man had murdered her son. And bitch slapping the shit out of Valentine in that L.A. park that they were trying to make look like New York. You know, that was a very character-driven thing. Um, whereas definitely Judith Chapman's villainy is very Alexis Carrington, very I'll get you my pretty. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, that's what makes women great actresses, that they are so different. Um and that's what makes them both so enjoyable. Um, but, yeah, that's what I'll say on the issue there. And I will definitely miss Judith um, as Diana. And we'll see what the future holds for her coming back. Carolyn, mm-hmm. any any final thoughts from our day's queen? Uh, on Greg, on Greg and, yeah. Yeah. No, no, they they bought a, they bought a lot of fire to uh, to the show. I'm going to miss them both, and hopefully, as you say, they will be back. Well, they I have definitely be been 
I have definitely been counting the minutes to ask you what you thought of, you know, the great and powerful Stefan Switch, let's call it, and um, how Brendan's yeah. first week uh, played out in your opinion. Oh well, I love Christopher, so I'm 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 I feel bad. I know a lot of people like the new one, but I don't. He just doesn't come across as a, a strong Demera to me. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Fairly pro that shape, girl. Ooh, <laughs> no, no. You know, honestly, I want to remind the audience that Brandon literally was given the script. You know hours before he played the material. So I I, saw that. Yeah, I saw that. So and I am (laughs) I am really hoping that, you know, two weeks from now when we're on another show we're saying, Okay, you know, he's surprised he's surprising us. Um I will give credit where credit is due. He um he took on the voice um immediately. You know, that's not Brandon's voice and that's not Johnny Sakara's voice. So kudos to that. And, you know, um, it's no secret that I'm blind, but I definitely tagged some of my <laughs> online friends who told me, hey, he's looking, you know, he's looking mighty, mighty good, but that he took on the mannerisms, <laughs> that he took on the mannerisms as well. So if the acting isn't quite there yet, he's got the voice, he's got the mannerisms, and, and man, he's a, he, oh, God, is he beautiful. I remember him, and, and it, yeah. Okay. So, uh, Candace, baby, your your take on this? My take on it is that you know recast uh, is never you know it with us so fans the recast can get chewed up or it can be you know open arms hugging and whatnot. My take is is that I'm gonna miss Polly Christopher first and foremost. Love you, man. Keep 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 doing your thing. Brandon, you're a breath of fresh air, and I'm so glad you're back in daytime. It has been far right. too long, and you look mighty fine. And I'm going to say, it. obviously, you know, week one is always the tryout. You know, they got to kind of get their footing. You know, I thought he did okay. Um, I did see some people compare his character versus Johnny. Here's the thing, y'all. Don't do that. Please don't. Two two different breeds, okay? Um, I, I was, well, the same breed, you know. The one yeah, thing I was honestly, worried about. Is, real quick, before you see, go off go ahead. The intensity that, you know, Tyler Christopher brought to the role was very like mm-hmm. the intensity that Johnny Sakara carried almost the whole run, you know, that last year was a match. True. Um, so people were expecting him to carry that through. So that's why I really wanted to remind our listeners that he literally got those pages hours before he stepped on those stages. <laughs> like six hours. Six hours. Pages. Before six hours. Stages. Oh, you know me. I like I, I like a motto. Pages, six hours, stages. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Page no, I, I would like to. Yeah. I, I think he would have been a. He would have. And I don't know if they're replacing Chad. He would have been better as a Chad than than a Stefan. That's that's mm. my husband. Mm. I mean, he would have been a better Adam too. Uh, Adam Newman on yes. Young and Rough. Yes. So that's just my yes, would. Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah. Adam just keeps getting younger and younger and younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you stop that. Anthony, you know damn good and well that Adam just kept getting older and older and older three years ago. I mean, I'm not Patrick Duffy was going to up and show up and play Adam. I mean, Benjamin, that right now. <laughs> Benjamin Cure. No, but real quick, back to Brandon. The one thing I was kind of 
questioning is his chemistry with Camilla. Because if mm-hmm. we're going to go down this route, okay, mm. we need to see it. And I'm and I yeah. saw I saw it. I did see it in the course yeah. of the kiss, which. <laughs> The Emperor's I mean, on the one ten. Wait a minute, on the You want it to happen. It, it, it was, <laughs> well, here's the thing. We, I was waiting. I was trying to see who Camilla, which which person she was going to kiss. Who was Gabby going to kiss, Tyler or Brandon? And when I saw the <laughs> promo, I was like, that's Brandon, because I know his, I, that's sad. You know yeah. you're a true soul uh-huh. man when you know people's hair, okay? The head. So the head. Like, yes. yes. I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be good. You know, when he was on General Hospital, he he kissed some pretty he he kissed pretty well. I mean, uh, take a look at his his, his repertoire. Thank you. And so I'm like watching it, and I'm seeing it happen, and I'm like, oh, I felt that. I felt I felt something. I was like, oh, 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 okay. Him and Nadia, him and Nadia and Chloe, I'm feeling that too. You know what? This is something Days needs to really work on. And I and like you said, like in a couple of weeks. When we come back, you know, and talk, I do hope it does approve. But for what I'm seeing right now, for chemistry, a, 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 a plus. Keep well, it maybe, up. Yeah. Maybe, Keep if it up. Let, maybe if they let his hair grow and it gets a little messy. <laughs> no, I need it like that. A little no, more of an image no, there. you don't get it. No, we need it like that. We need that. No. The way his hair is right now. We just need a little bit, like, I don't want him to, I need for him to grow out his facial hair just a little bit, mm-hmm. not go mm-hmm. overkill, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else, but I just, you know, give us the right scruff, give us that, 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 um, I'm a cover of a romantic novel book, you know. Yeah, and a little, and, yeah. just a little, just a little wave, uh, just a little wave in the yeah, hair. A little, okay, make like, it a little. put his fingers through, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay, like the Clark Kent. Okay, Clark, okay, yeah, got you. Yeah. Go ahead, Casey. That'll make me happy. So my thing with this is that, I'm, first I have to say, I'm a huge Brandon Barish fan, just like Candace, just like all of y'all on here, except Karen Lynn, because, you know, she stayed in the hell out of him. It's so yeah. <laughs> She's doing the evil eye right now. She's doing yeah. some evil eye. She and her feelings. It's an age thing. It's an age thing. It's an age thing. Oh, God. <laughs> My thing is, is that it, Brandon is reminding me when Gina Tungyoni took over the role of Phyllis. Um, and by that I mean that they're trying to imitate their previous portrayers too much. You know, when Gina came yeah, on, she yeah. was Michelle Stafford. She was doing the stuttering things. She was doing the walking fast. She was doing the um, – uh, um, oh, shoot, I just had it. Um, Mannerism. Not severe ponytails. Yes, mannerism. Uh <laughs> And that is what Brandon's doing. And, you know, now that Gina is four or five years into playing Phyllis, she's become Gina again. And I don't want it to take as long for Brandon because I just want Brandon to add his own style. Um, yeah, bring, bring his own. Bring his, yeah, bring his, exactly. his own himself. Yeah. 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 The yeah. difference, because, the difference you know, between, trying to be. 
the difference between the young and the restless and days of our lives is the fan base is different. The fan base yeah. will accept yeah. a quick and, 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 you know, unexplainable transformation, you know, he, whereas she kind of had to give us a, a fake Phyllis until she was faking Phyllis till she was making Phyllis, you know, because yeah. that's yeah. base. Yeah. You're yeah. Totally right. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's because, you know, yes, Days of Our Lives has had people that have been on for 30, 40 years, and in Susan's case, 50 years. But I think The Young and the Restless has had less recast uh, for popular roles. You know, Young True. and the Restless True. remain pretty consistent in who you're going to see, whereas Days of Our Lives will recast you at the drop of that, you know. Yeah, it's a revolving door. I can see that. I mean, they've recapped her with Steph Cameron and Jack 83 times because James E. Riley, I don't know, Matthew Ashford must have taken his parking spot. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God. Is a willing more, you know, fan base is willing to accept to recast more. um, And so am I. But, I'm not willing to accept somebody who wants to imitate somebody for so long, especially no. when I know a strong actor. You know, we know Brandon is a powerful actor. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway. And I think that is the question right there, though, Casey. He's, he is a powerful actor. He's going to morph this into his Stefan rather quickly. And, and if he doesn't, I will buy all of you you know, dinner at your respective locations. Because I, I, I know Brandon's <laughs> going to bring it. I know he is. Candace, you know he is. You know Wait, he is. Sorry David. about that. But wise, um, you know, Brandon is staying, like I've said, to finish out what was left to Tyler's contract. Um, and it's unclear if they'll sign him on or not for another contract of his own. Um, that's more long-term. But anyway, I need this story to pick up a little bit because, you know, we've seen the build-up, and I don't want to go through another build-up just because another actor is there. They just need to tweak the story to fit with Brandon Steffen, which I think will be very easy because the writing team at Days is amazing, and they know how to do stuff like that well. Um, And then further story-wise, additionally to that, I really want to see what's going to happen with Steph and Gabby and Chloe, Um, but they also need – there needs to be more clear across the canvas. Well, Chloe's leaving. Chloe's leaving. Yeah, Yeah, which is another – you know, and that's why I think they need to hurry some things up so we can have a clearer picture of where yeah. things are going for Stephen character. Well, you know, you why know. did why did why did Brandon uh, jump on the um, the offer? Does anyone know? Well, um, Brandon Brandon has never you know never said he wouldn't do another soap, so on and so forth. So I think um, I think you know to get his face to get some chops done, you know, all across the board. It, who, why wouldn't he? You know, it's, he okay. did not have. He's had some great guest starring roles, but he, you know, mm-hmm. he really hasn't. Um, 
he hasn't been given the offer that he deserves anywhere else. So why wouldn't he take the role? So um, he's, he's going to finish off. He's going to finish off the contract. So he's going to have to do good uh, to okay. to get his own contract, gonna, right? Yeah, and I'm going to speak to that because yeah. he did do an interview about coming coming into these shoes, and he teased he teased a little bit, basically saying that he has about seven weeks of airtime before they have mm. to make a decision. So they better get they better get some love scenes with Gabby going. Yeah, he he knows oh, he yeah. knows the state. Get up to that up to that bedroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In a hurry, Real in a hurry. Quick. <laughs> Real quick before I have to go, do you think that they'll sign him for like a year, or do you think they'll go for something shorter, like six months? No, I think if I think if if um. You know, and I'm going to speak to what you just said before I answer that question. I don't think that they needed – they are going to modify the story at all. Um, and if, if, you know, the last – if this week is, is an indicator, he kissed Gabby. He begged Chloe. Yeah. Um, you know, he bonded with Ben. So, you know, all in all, you know, basically I think if, if the next couple of weeks gives, gives some fire to, to this character as far as social media is concerned, they're going to give him a year contract. Yeah. Has yeah, anyone yeah. has anyone noticed? I've I've noticed that they are picking up the speed with the scenes. Has anyone else noticed that? Yeah, the the, blo- the um the scene blocking has definitely changed a little bit again. Yeah, um, well, yeah. You know, that's good. Good eye. Ron, yeah, the right are called drive-by scenes, uh, which are right. scenes that are supposed to last less than a minute and a half. Um, okay. Of course. He doesn't do that for a whole episode because that's impossible. You can't do scenes that are less than a minute and a half for a whole 40-minute episode. Um, But Ron definitely does love to write um, those drive-by scenes, as they were called. You know, he did it at One Life to Live. He did it at GH. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, I've I've noticed because I watch it every day, and I – I said, what's going yeah. on here? And it's moving faster, um, which I like. Okay. Um, we should touch on two, you know, a few things before we leave Salem. The Marlena episode, um, girl floating up bed, the, the $6 mask that they, res- you know, the, the, that they bought from, they rescued from some poor, poor, poor Halloween store. Um, <laughs> Andre versus, I mean, they, it really gave us, it really gave us a lot to to work with. Um, that's yeah. what I'm gonna say. Thoughts? It was Let's a little go with candy. David first. Uh, Where do you want to start? <laughs> Let me see. Um, I like the fact. Um, I see that they borrowed um, Marlena's out of body experience, sort of from one life. Thank uh, you. And I never watched it then. I didn't watch One Life then, but I read about it. But I saw, I I don't, myself, I don't really mind them if it's a way to bring back actors we haven't seen before. And if it's the only way, maybe there's another way to do it. But I didn't mind it, per se. Um, I took it for what it was. Next point, out of body, next point, because I know someone's going to say it before I do. All right, Candace, go. Not me. 
Okay, I know the most. Ron, I love you. Ron, I love you. But you have done this before, and yeah, when we saw, when I saw this episode, I immediately thought about when Vicky went to heaven. I thought about Gone Light when Harley was visited by her mother. Um, I, you know, can go down the list. Here's the thing, though. You know, I understand this is also supposed to be Deidre's anniversary episode. I don't know if that's 110, but my thing is, how many times on Days of Our Lives does Marlena have to die and come back to life? How come John, how come John can't have it? Like, why can't John, you know, eat the cookie and pass out and have Marlena at his bedside while John has an imagination alternate world of Salem? I'm just asking for some friends. Because yeah. we did this, we literally did this storyline six months ago when she got shot at the wedding. We did it like a month and two months before that. Um, this has become an ongoing theme. Um, so for those who started a drinking game, and I know who you are, um, I'm going to say the episode itself was Nice. It was nice to see Belle. It was very nice to see Brady and Eric go at it. Um, There were some comedy moments, but all I kept thinking to myself is, man, I've seen this episode before, and I'm not going to, and I'm going to remove the one like the lift up, but I've seen this episode before where Marlena dies, quote unquote dies, and you know, edge of your feet. Will she make it? And they always do it all the time. Baby, don't leave me. Wait a minute, Anthony, I'll even give one even better. Because I've noticed the timeline. It's always doing sweeps or they're of sweeps. Because anytime it's, it's, I mean, look, sweeps aren't as what it used to be back in the day, okay? But they always do something where we're coming off of sweeps, getting ready for May sweeps getting ready for the turnover of story and characters. I've noticed that with Dave. They always put Marlena in a coma, kidnapped, dead, twin. Yeah. When something, when there's a new re, quote-unquote restart of Days of Our Lives story. Yes. So, yes. Well, they, they, needed, they needed this storyline for, uh, for Eric because he's made his, uh, what is it, his promise to God. Amen. <laughs> We're not going to interfere with Rex. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, real quick. They could have done it just as effectively if she was having an LSD trip and, you know, and she didn't have to flatline for the 30. I mean, she's about seven cats in one body. She's had how many lives now? <laughs> it's the days of Marlena's life More that she's never going to die. She's never going to die. Is, as many and as many years as the business. <laughs> the show has been that's what, that's what I said. I, I, I feel it's so like they could have still did this storyline, but why Marlena? Why not John? John's already Absolutely. got hit by a car. John's already been, you know, but how, I mean, like, really, why not? Why couldn't we okay, call Crystal you. Chappelle and, and see how she was? Can she come do a guest spot? Like, could, could, I mean, could, could we not do that? I mean, and see what's up. <laughs> Casey, did Casey, you see Casey. the Did you see the scene? Did you see the scene with Eric and Marlena? And she said, "Because of me." Because yeah. Of me. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. 
the roller so, coaster ride. Okay, Casey. I'm gonna be a little. I'm gonna be a little nice, and I'm gonna be a little harsh. I, oh. I really. And don't worry, David. I'm about being nice. Okay, hold your horses, girl. And so, <laughs> I really liked the idea of the episode. I thought it was a great way to honor Deidre Hall. You know, this woman's been on here um, almost as long as my mom's been alive. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she's almost ready to hit 5,000 episodes of the show. Um, and so oh, that was shady. That, go ahead. <laughs> that's amazing. I loved the concept. I loved the flashbacks. That's about all I love. Now I got to get hard. Look, I know Ron loves him some Princess Gina. I do too. That is one of my favorite stories in the history of that show. I thought it was hilarious. I loved Christian Alfonso doing Princess Gina, but it's got to stop. I do not need to see <laughs> Princess Gina every six damn months, okay? I'm sorry. Yes. I don't Yeah, that's Alfonso one for me too. Attack, yeah. But there were so many people. Yeah, it was one episode. They could have spent a little bit of money and brought somebody on to play with Andre slash Tony. Um, They could have spent, yeah. Yeah. How is Christina close to Hope? You know, I mean, not close to Hope, close to Marlena. You know, why couldn't it just have been Hope? I don't get why it has Exactly, and that's um, why it killed us. So that that particular story arc line, whatever you want to call it, in that episode, because if the devil was trying to tempt her in a different way, it wouldn't have been. Tony was good. Tony was definitely a good choice. Yeah, Tony, but it wouldn't have been no Tony. Princess Gina. Mm-mm. It would have been no Princess Gina. There are so many people that have gone. I mean, you know, there are so many people that have gone from the canvas that are still alive somewhere out in Burbank or Seattle or wherever (laughs) that, you know, they could have, you know, made them a fried chicken dinner, get them a cute little hotel suite for a couple of days, and Mm. brought them in to play with Malena. Yeah. Also, um, I would have loved more flashbacks. Um, It was cute the first time that they were exploring what would the world look like without Marlena. But then it got a little tiring. I've got to be honest. I kind of checked out when we did the whole Belle, uh, Claire thing. Um, you know, that got a little hope for me. I didn't find the Eric and Brady thing hilarious. I found it very, uh, I found it tacky. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tacky and contrived. Absolutely. I would have loved that time to be spent with more flashbacks. Um, I would have loved for it to have been more of, you know, Marlena, you've done some pretty bad stuff, you know, kind of a full circle moment for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, it could have been more full circle moment discussing her sin. And, let's put it yeah, this and way. Then another, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. Finish. No, I was just going to say three of our four souls have done it. And the Emmy goes to the young and the restless. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. You know, the Sunny episode was good. The, um, the Days of Our Lives episode was interesting, fun, quirky, and basically Days of Our Lives. I'll give them that. Um, you know, but the, the young and the restless 
you know, Melody Scott Thomas episode was outstanding. Yeah, it was. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you do it. And honestly, you know, two more things to wrap up my thoughts on the Marlene episode. Um, first, like Candace said, it didn't have to be Marlena dying for time number 473. I would have thought she... Marlena could have just ate one of those cookies before she went to bed as like a midnight snack and slept through it all. You know, she's knocked out long enough for Diana to get the information she needs or something. You know what I mean? It could have just been her sleeping and having a dream. Um, Yeah, having a rest. Having a rest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and now, having said that, I really have to address something before we leave Salem, and we're going to leave Will and Sonny, we're going to leave Haley in that hot mess of a no mess of a storyline alone this week, we'll come back yeah. to it next week, but I want to send a message to Mr. Ron, um, you have got to stop flashing back to things we saw yesterday, three days ago, or on Friday. I do not need a whole minute worth of a flashback. Almost the whole damn scene replayed and taken up almost a minute and a half of my valuable time that I could be spending with the characters that I only get. I only get 20, what is it, 32 minutes worth of of, of actual show? Don't you be taking two minutes worth of flashback every show. Commercials, commercials. Anthony, you sounded like Bill Julie. Anthony just came out tweaking like the Julie. Now, my final thought. I wish you wouldn't hold back, Anthony. No, I'm not going to hold back. Because he's been, the last three months, there have been more flashbacks on that show than there have been costume changes at the nurse's ball. I mean, seriously, we only saw it three days ago. Literally, we saw it three days ago. You're having a meltdown. I'm done. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick up for these because you know there's people, you know, like you know fans who probably didn't see it because you know. I, I okay, Dave. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah, everybody's busy. What? Yeah, everybody's busy. <laughs> Life happens. Yeah. 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 They give us about a thirty. Give us a twenty-six second little flash of it, you know, and then we'll go on YouTube and find it because we're interested. Don't give us a whole well, maybe, one minute, 30 seconds worth of a scene we just saw three days ago. Maybe they should do there a previous reel on The Young and the Rest. Yeah. Yeah, don't watch it Monday and don't watch it Friday. Just watch it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. No, no, they no, even no, watch no, it on Wednesday. Ron has been sneaking them in on a Wednesday, too. Uh-uh. Can't even <laughs> say that it's Monday and Friday. Ron is sneaking them in on the other days, too. Just left. Well, follow him on Twitter. Uh, you're, you're on Twitter. Go on Twitter and, and tell him. Just well, tell you, him, Anthony. Yeah. The soap yeah. Hashtag the soap less flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, the if, we all do it, if we all do it, we gotta get, you know, we got to get a feed going. <laughs> we do. we got to get a And that's why I'm saying it all. Yeah, on Ron, Ron tell him, yeah. On Ron's feed, it, we know. all got to go in one after the other. <laughs> And I've said this before, and I'll say this again. They are paying attention to this show. (laughs) I know it it by things that have happened, but I also know it by messages that I have gotten. (laughs) They are paying attention to this show. So so listen, you're part of the flashbacks too, and I will take every dissenting opinion. If y'all like the flashbacks, let me know, and I'll shut my big, fat game out. But, (laughs) you know, if you don't. I mean, I do appreciate it because, 
sometimes that I be forgetting stuff, you know. So it's nice to kind of have that. Although, although, wait a minute, I should say this. Y'all remember back in the day they used to have, like, Days of Our Lives also used to do it. Previously on Days of Our Lives, y'all remember that uh-huh. first? Yes. They, oh. could, they could go back and do that again. Back to do that. Yes, because Candace, real quick, and then really we'll finish this. There's no need for a flashback that shows somebody putting the poison up in a cookie, and then that said person saying, it didn't work. So now I'm, what the, you know, Ron, I love you, Ron. You know I love you, but I'm going to help you because, you know, you started out on fire on General Hospital, and you fell apart, my friend. We don't want that to happen on Days of All Us because you're doing so well without the flashbacks. Especially with the character um, saying exactly what she just said in the flashback now that we got a way to it. Okay, let's go to L.A. and visit with all of those beautiful people. David, take it away. This is your baby today. Oh, Bowling the Beautiful. Um, today I like because it featured more Wyatt and Sally than any Forrester. And it's time they come front and center more. We got okay. We got a conspiring Quinn who wants yes. to get flow back with Wyatt. Now, mm-hmm. I I know it. I don't have to see any more, but I can tell she probably wants to do that. Well, this is what Bold and the Beautiful is setting up so that our listeners will will understand the behind-the-scenes, I won't call it a mess, um, thought process. Jacqueline is um, going to be off the canvas for an an undetermined amount of time when she gives birth and gets used to being a new mother. So they have got to fill, fill the void of what has been the last two years' worth of primarily driven story around Steffi Liam, Steffi Liam Holt, Steffi Liam Wyatt, you know, there's going to be a huge, huge missing piece. And so they are setting up the rivalry between Taylor and Quinn. The Taylor that is here now is not the Taylor that we all know. There's a wackadoodle screw loose, and, and somebody's got to figure it out and tighten it. But they are setting Taylor up. Taylor and Quinn? Did you say Taylor, Taylor and Quinn? Yeah. Well, they they're setting up, no, Taylor and Quinn. They're setting up a battle between the two of them. Now, that I don't have any tea on. What I do, the tea I have on is that Jacqueline Guinness Wood is going to be gone for more than just six weeks given baby birth. Well, um, so they have got to, they're going to have to fill that space. And the space is going to be between the triangle of Wyatt, Sally, and Flo, and Liam, Hope, and, um, you know, Stephanie that will be off Kansas, Kansas, so on and so forth, and a nice, interesting, crazy rivalry between Taylor and Quinn. Because, you know, they played out Taylor and Pam, uh, Quinn and Pam. That's done. You know, it was fun, but it was no Stephanie. You know, they need they need a fiery, you know, um, a fiery frenemy or straight-up enemy, and those are the two that they're, they're promoting. Take it away, hmm. Casey. I don't think – I think Casey left us. Hold on. Take it away, Candace. Okay. Okay, so on Bone and Beautiful, I'm going to try to act really, really, like, happy here. I like the fact that we're getting, I mean, it, oh. well, okay, let, let me backtrack. We all kind of figured that Flo was going to play a, a big part 
in in a quad. We were trying to in a in a triangle. We were trying to think is it going to be wide or Sally, hopefully um you know stuff like that. And it turned out to be Wyatt. I do like how they tied love into that. I'm one of the people who who like it. What I don't like is the comparisons that the fans have already said about Fluff and her mother played by Denise Richards. Because a lot of people said, oh, this is Tanya and Amber 2.0. We haven't seen Denise yet. So, you know, let's hold our tongues first and foremost. Um, and I'm one of them. Like, so I'm not going to apologize, yeah. but, but I get your point. Right. Um, the thing is, is that now there's this thing where Flo is connected to another bold and beautiful character because she recently has said about she wants to know about her daddy. Now, if you've been playing at home, the Who's Your Daddy game, sponsored by Hasbro, yeah. I don't know. Um, the list is very long, but really not that long. Los Angeles is only six people living in Los Angeles, if you think about it, with Bolton the Beautiful. Okay. So yeah. a lot of people for, from Jump has said Deacon. Look, yeah. I'm going to be on that boat. I think that would be interesting if Deacon was Flo's daddy because the whole baby situation would actually be more interesting considering that Flo, quote, unquote, is now her, her half niece. Sister. Half yeah. sister, right. But, that you know, the baby is the niece. Um, right. Right now, Bold and Beautiful is going through kind of a awkward phase because, like you said, for two years they've been on one major storyline. And now they got yep. one of their major actresses out until, you know, because Jacqueline, first of all, girl, I do not believe you gave birth six weeks ago. I don't believe it. I, I need the documentation. But we don't know how long she's going to be out. So you can't really go forward with something if you don't know when the actress is going to come back. They needed to actually kind of backtrack a little bit and figure this all out. But we all knew there was going to be triangles. Hello, Bona Beautiful. Thomas mm-hmm. comes back real quick on my soapbox. Y'all didn't need to kill off Caroline. Y'all no. really oh, yeah. didn't need to kill Amen. off Caroline. Um, nope. We get it. Lindsay's on Days of Our Lives. But the characters, as as many characters, you could have recast. Um, I'm glad that they did bring Thomas back. You do need another Forster in the mix. But now you're really – see, you should have gave it some time because we all seen – we saw the writing on the wall day one that they were going to put Hope and Thomas into each other's orbit because they're going to need to do something. Right now, Born and Beautiful, it's interesting, but it's not interesting because I feel like, you know, you know 32 years on the air, they're doing the same old, same old. It's case, like I said, you know, about Days of Our Lives. Why is it that they always do this storyline when they could switch it up a little bit? Yeah. Honestly, I I mean, I'm glad. Well, real quick, I'm glad to see Quinn acting like Quinn. Oh, yeah. That's a, and Darian Brooks. Darian Brooks, ladies and gentlemen. Give him, come on now. He brings yep. comedy and romance to him. Like, he is that guy that you want to see. So, you know, Bowling Beautiful is going through an awkward phase right now, and hopefully they'll get everything straightened out. Honestly, and and I'm 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 you know address your your hate fan mail to directly to me, not to the show itself, but they should have had Steffi realize 
and convince Liam, for whatever crazy reason, go on the run and disappear, and we don't know where they are, and it would have been a much more interesting storyline. You know, I'm sorry, Liam could definitely take a nice little vacation and let things play out that way instead. You know, have half the canvas wondering where they are and looking for them, and the other half of the canvas figuring out new love and, and stuff you know, not playing out the same storyline with some of the same players and, you know, just archetypes of what was the players that are no longer around. We're going to fill them with nieces that look are supposed to look like them. And, and, you know, and, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So from from L.A., let's go on to Genoa City. All right. And and this is Candace's baby, so we got to let her go. Candace, take off. <laughs> I'm going to receive so much comments about that. Um, I love all the soaps, by the way, but CBS, okay, okay. So this, so Young and the Rockless, we obviously found out JC's alive. Y'all all know this. Um, So the ladies got acquitted. All, they have a clear record. Um, Cricket had egg on her face. As Victor said, you're going to have to deal with me. Um. We saw the return, the long-awaited return of Doug Davison, a.k.a. Paul, who fired yeah. Ray. Um, one of the heated discussions I'm seeing a lot on social media is the whole J.T. Clara, clarification of his behavior. It was rumored at first, but they, you know, they have gone and done it. He has a tumor. Um, which explains his right, his his behavior of the recent year that he was in in town. Okay, um, this this is actually a touchy subject with me because I feel as though this this got out of hand real quick. As a as a soap viewer and whatnot. Thank you. Go ahead. Because I'm jumping feel, right on after I, you. I feel as though this this story could have been okay. Let me backtrack it. Around this time a year ago, there was a lot of backlash because everybody said, "Oh, JT is such a good character. Why would they have JT be of an abuser?" Fast forward a year later, I know the storyline went too long. They was like, "Oh, well." JT was such a good character. I'm glad that they redeemed him. Let me tell you something. And I said this so strongly that say this. First and foremost, everybody has a good and bad side. One. Yes. Two, Mm -hmm. we don't know. Just because we didn't see it on canvas doesn't mean that things didn't happen to this character off canvas. Even though the show really kind of did play some of the clues out, play some clues out there, we also keep forgetting that Mac, who we also hadn't seen for a long time, was also abused by him. Mm-hmm. The tumor situation was such a cop out, and I'm sorry. As All much right. as I know, other fans from other shows jumped on this. I have to say, I was really disappointed with Young and Russell's decision to do this. You cannot 
I mean, it started out as a domestic violence storyline. It went out out left field. I know that. But at the end of the day, you cannot put a pretty little Band-Aid, which they, by the way, JT had brain surgery. And did y'all see the nice little pretty Band-Aid they put yes. on his forehead? Yes, they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, All right. okay, I'll... you know, just just I, I got to jump in. I, I, I got to jump in now. Okay, so here's here's the deal. They had to rectify damage. Bring him back, Davidson. Oh my God, thank you so very much. Um, thinning out the herd, so to speak. Um, all right, maybe thank you, maybe not, because there are things you could have done. But you know, again, the canvas. The, we cannot have 95 actors on on canvas, unfortunately. So right. we got to take some. You know, we got to take some hits with the good. Um, you know. They couldn't do a doppelganger because they've had 36 doppelgangers in the last five years. And people would have been like, are you, is you serious, mm-hmm. Josh? So, they, you know, they can't do mind control because the young and the restless just doesn't go supernatural. You know, right. they don't no. go. So they weren't left with many choices. Now, could they have done something else, a chemical imbalance, or created some kind of weird drug, you know, that had been administered to his system? They should have. They didn't. They went with the tumor. I think, I really think, and I have no tea on this. This is just being a soap fan for, I ain't going to tell you how many years, just since I'm three. I think that they said we're going to take the hit on this one to rectify some damage and to bring some faith back from our core audience that did not like what what was done. Um, and so they took the hit with the brain tumor and said, okay. Now, having said that, I want to give a, a uh, you know, courtesy customer service slash service, you know, did you know, you know, now that you know, you know, message to soap fans out there and remind everybody that to be a soap fan, you are saying that you are willing to suspend belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Mar- you know, Marlene has been dead 437 times to coin Casey. Yes. She's also possessed by the devil. You know, uh, 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 Anna and Robert Scorpio have been back from the dead, you know, um, 37 times apiece. On the Young and the Restless, Phyllis has been in a coma at least three times that I know of, you know, and she doesn't have any weird tics. She don't have no patches of missing hair on her head. You, you know, she's so young, thing, gorgeous, and beautiful. So when we, when, we allow, when we allow ourselves to become part of the culture of suspend, suspension of disbelief, we don't get to pick and choose what we're gonna, what's acceptable disbelief and what isn't. He had a brain tumor. You know, get with it, roll with it, and move on. I would, I would actually be okay. I would actually agree with you on that. But this is where I, I have to, like, you know, you know me. I'm like, hey, look, old, school, like, I grew up William J. Bell, Erna Phillips, you know, Agnes Nixon, Douglas Marlin. The thing is, is that you could have done. There was. Like, my whole thing was there was a scene this week where he said, I knew something was wrong. Okay, you can't tell me, you didn't go to the doctors. Like, I was, like, thinking real real time, too. I was like, you yeah. worked for the FBI or the police. You took a physical. You mean to tell me Paula Dumb didn't notice anything? 
Like, I'm and sorry. You know, one, but Kansas, it's the same thing. There ain't no, there ain't no security cameras anywhere up in Genoa City. Nobody right. happens to but know. But wait a minute, there were four beautiful red women caught in. You know, come on. When you, wait you know, but hold sometimes up. you go ahead. I gotta say this, but as a young and a ruthless viewer, I had I tweeted this out and I and I will fully take responsibility of this. I said General Hospital got us got young and the Russell's beat with the tumors. Oh no 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 no! I did some double research because you know I do that. You did. And I was like, wait a minute, this is the third person a tumor. And I was like, hold on. I was like, let me look to see who was writing for the show. And I was like, please don't let it be who I think it was. One of them was Josh. Josh has this thing. I'm gonna be honest with you. Josh has this thing of of a cover up of using a mental or health issue to cover up the erotic behavior. Case in point, Sharon. Now I know a previous writing regime started it, but Josh really took it to a whole new level and gave her a bipolar disorder. Right, gave us a bipolar thing. So to me, and the thing is, is that anybody who's been watching Young and the Rockless knows that Sharon was never bipolar. I'm sorry. That was something, if she was, wouldn't you think William J. Bell would have addressed it the first time around? I'm sorry, I can't. With Josh, I mean, I understand. He wants to clean up and clear out. I get it. But there was yeah, other ways you could have done it. And it gives a bet, and I'm going to be honest, speaking for the real, you know, because, you know, you got to do the real. It's, it kind of, I feel as though the victims of domestic violence, that when okay. they watch I'm this gonna, story unfold, I have to, you know I got to do this. When I'm going to stop saw, you right there, though, because so were the victims of the happy hookers. So were the family victims of happy hookers that have been murdered, and they, they were never yeah. solved. You know, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's a byproduct of regimes changed, and they needed to clean house as quickly as possible. And you can't, you can't expect a soap viewer, a regular soap viewer, not you and me, Candace, not not David mm-hmm. and Pam. You can't expect a regular soap viewer to invest in a story that would that would uh, pay homage to that base of character out there when they have been screaming at you for a year already, dig up the body, find the body, get rid of this story. They gave us an amazing courtroom drama, so on and so forth. The pill that we have to swallow with it is, you know, unfortunately, they had to go. People weren't ready for it. It's not even that people weren't ready for it. People aren't going to... They're not gonna. Well, they're not gonna care enough about the fallout of it when they didn't like the story to begin with, and they were checked and I, out and five months ago. And this is why I say, like, as a soap, like soap fans, when I say that it's it's interesting that the soap fans kind of turned from this storyline, considering the fact, like I said to somebody, I said, think about it, the days of you know controversy controversy and pushing the envelope instead of the who's your daddy storyline and such and such slept with such and such and all this stuff, they were pulling a story from reality, stuff that you see on on primetime shows and lifetime movies 
and they did it on a soap opera, and I get it. JT was well-loved. I get it. But guess what? He can also be a good character gone bad and a bad character gone good. That's what but a soap they, is about. But they need some distinctive audience repairing. And there were a couple of key yeah. points that would bring back that would bring back faith to this show, and they had choices to make. And we don't like yeah. some of the cho- I don't like, I, I called it three, three, two shows, three shows ago. He was going to have a brain tumor. I called it. I knew it. Yeah. And you did the research because I know Josh likes his brain tumor. I know he likes he his does. mental defense. Three of them. Um, you know, I knew this is, and I'm not trying, I am not, nobody pat me on my back or, or tap my little booty. I'm not asking for accolades. What I'm saying is I, I don't like it, but I'm okay with yeah. Whitney Houston. It's not right. But for me right now, it's okay because they are getting the audience back. They did the right thing with that whole courtroom drama. If they had tied yeah. it up without that, people would have bitched. People gonna, Well, first off, they're going to bitch no matter what they do. But they, exactly. there is a lot less bitching, a lot less bitching, and a lot more people saying, okay, I can breathe again. My JD is okay. Um, my JT. Uh, my Paul is back. Uh, Paul and Cricket, they going to have a little, you know, uh-huh-huh-huh-huh. Because she ain't had none in how long. You know, all the conversations that you see online, the payoff was worth it. To the, to yeah. the, the hit that they take because of the way they did it, the, the, the payoff is actually worth it. People, people are breathing a sigh of relief, and they're invested back in the show the way they haven't been in over a year. I agree with you. In the art of telling yeah. a good story, Agnes Nixon would have kicked. She would have bitch slapped. She would have picked up one of them prop guns herself. But, you know, it's not the Nikki Agnes Nixon era where a storyline. Think right. about Luke and Laura and how they rebuilt. Think about Roger and Holly. Oh, yeah. Good. Another good. Well, Another good. Well, you know, they had well, the even think about this, Anthony. This is why yeah. I said, like, I, I say a bad character can turn good and a good character can turn bad. Case in point, on Young and the Rockless, take a look at Michael Baldwin. Yeah. Absolutely, but it was a different way of telling soap back then. Right. They don't have that luxury anymore. They needed definitive, clear actions quickly, and so they had to make choices that weren't. There was no way around it. They could have yeah. gone with. You know, somebody was controlling him through hypnosis, but that's not the young and the restless. Yeah, that's General Hospital on days. He was battling with inner, he's been gay all this time, so he had a hatred for women. That's not the young and the restless. They had to do something that was fairly believable to the audience that they, that they, that the core audience that they cannot lose. Yeah. For the young and the restless. Mm Mm-hmm. And so people out there, please, you know, use the suspension of disbelief and just say, okay, like the happy hookers, thank God it's over. And bring Stitch back, bring Stitch back, bring Stitch back. Yeah. And and I'd like to to make a comment. Absolutely. And it can help segue into our next show. Um, The brain tumor thing, if we're going to compare – JT to Franco, JT is going to prison, regardless of the tumor. Franco, on the other hand, was granted 
that the tumor was made him responsible and he didn't go to prison. Well, to the only reason JC is going to the only reason JC is going to prison is because they're not giving him a contract. They begged him to come back and replay out this story, and he graciously did so. And and they get to vindicate see General Hospital. No one ever pays for their crimes. Come watch Young and the Restless, where it's real life. People go to jail. Lily's been in jail, and now JT's in jail. It was a dig. It was a dig at General Hospital. Absolutely. And real quick, I think the comparison was not just Franco, but Julian. Because Julian. Not, even though Julian was a gangster, he's a mobster, but him holding up a dagger to Alexis' neck, that was the tumor. That was yeah. the tumor. The tumor made him do it. All right. Okay, well, David segued us to the hospital, and let's go to the hospital. Let's say a quick and wonderful farewell to Matt Cohen, who did not get murdered after all. Anybody want to clap? I'm not. Anybody? Clap, clap. I will. I will miss him. Um, I, I think he went out in a fairly respectable way. He didn't need to go out in a big bang, and he said it was open ended. So who knows? Maybe one of these days Griffin will pop up again. To me, the best thing about Griffin leaving was the scenes between Anna and Peter that came afterwards. I, I, really? and, and those last scenes, oh, yeah. and those last scenes with um. With Griffin, uh, Ava, and John, um, yeah, but yeah, but more of the scenes between Anna and Peter um, set that up real nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, got it, girl. Disagree. That's what the show was made of. Matt, I'm gonna miss Matt. Um, I don't think General Hospital really gave him the material that he truly deserved. I'm just gonna be honest. Absolutely. I did think he was going to be one of the victims. I did. I I told y'all I had the whole scene played out in my head. Um, I don't know. I just I really wish that they would have done more with him and Anna, considering he's Duke's son. Um, yeah, I do too. I, I, yeah, I just I don't know. I just feel as though like if it's going to be open and then don't do like you're doing another actor or character. Wait till you 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 feel like oh well we got it we can do it now we can give you the material and then you roll out um yeah I mean I'm gonna miss Matt I mean it was kind of I kind of called it crazy because you know when he announced his you know when we found out he was leaving was also the announcement that Supernatural a show he was on was ending and I was like I wonder if he's gonna go back because <laughs> that what's going on but. I wish him well, man. I mean, great actor, great actor. I wish him nothing but the best. And I, I do hope that they, they come up with something interesting somewhere down the road and bring him back for a while or forever. But, you know, quite honestly, I would have, you know, okay, so, you know what, let's just, let's just spill, it to, spill it to the way it needs to be said. General Hospital has got so much hanging out there right now, and not, not much of it makes any sense. They started a whole name-dropping Hayden storyline that went nowhere and fired up a frenzy. Could have spent some time on that. They did not definitively kill Ryan Chamberlain. So when he pops up on May 14th, ain't nobody in in the soap fandom going to be surprised. Not a single person. You know, in, in this dawn of day mess, 
oh man, you know, we said this last week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it again. You need to let Chris tell his story. Stop taking his story and putting it through some kind of distortion machine, you know, like share in the belief vocals. Do you believe to come out with a story that don't make no kind of sense and don't don't have no kind of basis? I think I think this storyline has possibilities. I have I have to say it is relevant, especially in my area, because there there have been cults. Mm-hmm. All right, but I but do David, believe the, yeah. the broader stroke of it is that General Hospital keeps making the same mistake over and over and over again. They take a storyline that's creative, that's interesting, and then decide to throw every other storyline in the canvas, on the canvas, oh, you're talking, up in yeah. this mix, yeah. just somehow, somehow justify, I don't know why, because it don't justify it. Now, Willow, you know, it's interesting that Shiloh is, is Willow baby daddy, but, like, why? You know, you didn't have to go there. You didn't have to go that Margot is is somehow being, you know, who's next? Now, we know that Leslie is coming back for the for the anniversary episode. If she come back wearing some white sack talking during the day, I'm turning the TV off and never turning it back oh, on between 2 and 3 o'clock. I just have to say that. So Hello? <laughs> Hello? Okay. Oh. God. If, if if Leslie come back in a white sack talking, oh Shiloh when I was young, I'm trying to get oh, up and I'm done. I'm done. Oh, but no, seriously, oh, they keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. I agree with you on that. I but you know what? I'm gonna say this, considering that me and General Hospital, we've been going back and forth with our love you know, for the last couple of weeks and whatnot. I mean, I have to say, like, there's some story on that show that I'm just like, ooh, okay. Because my biggest fear was with the whole Ryan Kevin storyline is execution to the next storyline. And to mm-hmm. me, with the cult storyline, I mean, like you said, it's relevant. Like, we all, like, we're all watching the news. We're all hearing about R. Kelly and all that stuff. So this is nothing new. I I also agree with you, Anthony, is that what they do is they start out strong and then they put A is in this, you know, B is in this storyline, da-da-da-da. Because people forget Oscar was in this storyline first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but people, people like, are already starting to forget that Ryan and, and Kevin are part of the twin experiment. Now, we had mm-hmm. Alex and we lost Alex. And I, I can almost guarantee it. We're done with the twin storyline. We're done. We ain't going. We ain't not going to hear about it for another year or so until they're done with the one a day and have no more material to play. And then it's like, oh, you know what? We forgot about the twin storyline. Well, I'm just saying there's three stories currently happening on General Hospital right now, and the thing is, is that like, okay, the cult storyline is now your A storyline. Your B storyline is, and they kind of got back to it, is Aiden. They're getting back to it. They went away from it, but now they're back to it. And see, well, no, I shouldn't say that's the B storyline. The B storyline is what's going on with Dante, 
the C storyline is Aiden, and the D stuff is the other stuff that we really just the filter, like Oscar dying and about the loose's virginity. We ain't worried about that. But no, but you're they're right. trying to turn that into no. the B storyline. They're trying to turn that into the B storyline for main sweeps. Well, they, I think they're trying to turn. I think I think that might General actually. Hospital, don't do it. Don't have him sleep with her and have her wake up the next morning and he's dead. Don't do it, General Hospital. Ooh, and oh don't God. do it on May 14th. You know they're going to do it. Cause they're going and to have don't the do it on May 14th. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, here's the montage. I think it's going to be original song by Eden McCoy for, you know, for next year's Emmys. It's going to be, I hold you in my arms. And they're going to have, like, the lighting and the blocking, and they're going to have, like, a little montage of them kissing and stuff. And then it's going to be next week on General Hospital. Oh, my God. Oscar, wake up. Oh, my God. Oscar, wake up. You know, there's only two ways that General Hospital will go with this. I can't, I'm not going to say can go with this. I'm going to say will go with this because they, they are in such a rut of patterns. It's, it's sick. It's sick at this point. It's, he's either going to die the morning after and she's going to wake up and he's going to be dead or he's going to drop dead at the nurse's ball. Oh God! I got you. A, I got another alternate. Is May 14th I got another choice for you. Ball? Is that what you're saying? I think it I'm is. I'm sorry, David. What was that? Well, May 14th. Is, are you talking? Is that Nurses Ball Week? Um, we don't know when Nurses Ball Week is. <laughs> it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be the beginning of April for the anniversary of the show. Now it's in right. April, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they might just come. They might just come up on May thirty or thirtieth, the day before Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day, and say, "Oh, wasn't that the best nurses ball ever?" <laughs> we just ain't Ooh. not Hold on. Oh God, I hope. Wait a minute. Like you Lucy Cobra, she came though. in with her book, and all of a sudden, these all these little scenes that played out over the last year happened in six minutes in the opening credits of General Hospital. Oh, remember the nurses <laughs> ball? Bing, 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 bing. Oh, we done. <laughs> No, you know, I have a feeling. Oh, guys. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling that, that Joss may be pregnant after her love with Oscar. I, I, I would not be surprised. Mm. And call, and call mm-hmm. me at the last minute, we'll lose Hush. And then Michael mm-hmm. will get his back. That, no, mm-hmm. you know, that. Candace, I would not be surprised either. And they can play the song, I can hold you in my arms forever. And I love you. Oh, okay, I gotta ask. I gotta ask you guys something. Did I miss Blackie? Huh? Did you miss what? I... Did I miss Blackie? I think you did. <laughs> when was he there? Right. What? I, I watch every day, so I don't know how I missed him. But but when was he there? No, no, I mean, yeah. he, they, they did all this teasing about three months ago. John Stamos was filming on, on the set. Huh. No. Well, no, okay. I haven't Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, so, wait, because there were so many people saying this. Okay, so a lot of people who saw the, the pictures and everything, he was visiting the set. However, some people said, oh, he must have been filming something for the yeah, anniversary sure. show. Now, keep in mind that, you know, on April 2nd, which I don't understand why they don't do April 1st, but, oh, well, not my, I've just remembered <laughs> April 1st is going to be April a black 5th. day for, for a lot of soul fans. 
But anyway, um, you know, for the anniversary show, I don't know if he pre-recorded anything or if he was just visiting. Oh, I remember. It looked oh, like okay. he did something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. No, okay. you didn't see him on. Okay. No, we haven't seen. Mm-mm. Now, um, going back to going back to, we can't have yep. a Franco Liz wedding. So I think that was a very creative way of doing it. Congratulations, kudos. Congratulations, kudos to the Franco Drew relationship and bonding that stayed throughout this second storyline. Congratulations. Congratulations to the couple of scenes between the, the two true brothers and and teasing us with the possibility that they could come together in a real storyline. Um, kudos and congratulations to a bunch of, of moments. General Hospital does moments really well. They're not doing the follow-through on any of these moments well at all. I don't know who this man is who's treating Alexis, but if he turns out to be part of Dawn of Day 2, I'm also going to turn off the TV for I'm a done. <laughs> well, I want to throw out congratulations, too. I want to congratulate Dante and Lulu fans because we literally was suffering for a while without Dante mm-hmm. and Lulu. At the front. I don't understand why General Hospital never could write for them and whatnot. Um, I'm glad Dominic came back, but I'm sad as I don't know what that he's gone already. When yeah. this story with Dante was, I mean, I don't understand General Hospital's pattern right now. I mean, it's like you wait till they leave and then you give them story, and then they're gone again. Like, yeah, I don't get it. Like. So Dante has, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, and he talked to, you know, oh, my God, the scenes with Mike and him. Yeah, they were great. But the (sighs) the, the lovemaking scene with him and Lulu was great, too. But it was awkward. You could feel it. You could feel it. But that's what it should have been. That's what it should have been. Because it was awkward on both ends. I mean, first and foremost, you know, on the surface, here are two people who haven't seen each other in a while. And they're making love. Underneath all of it, he went through something traumatic, and she went through something traumatic. They got some issues. And I really wish the general hospital, if you're doing what I think you're doing, I'm going to hurt you. Because what I meant is is because we know Dominic is a great actor, and he should have been used more. And Uh the thing is, he got an Emmy nomination. Congratulations, Dominic. I have a funny feeling that General Hospital is either A, waiting to see what happens. Like, if he wins it, they're going no. to give or Kendra, go to him and say, contract. I'm going to stop you right there. It's not General Hospital. It's Dominic Samprono. He I know. Has, he has absolutely said he is open to coming back multiple. He will continue to play Dante for as long as they allow him to play Dante. But he's got other projects in the work, and he is taking, he is taking pilot season by storm and – so it's going to depend on whether or not Dominic gets other quality work. Okay. Whether or not General Hospital gets him back. It's not General Hospital this time. I know. Okay. Guys, and, we got a wrap. And part, yeah, we do, unfortunately. Dang. Hot. It was a hot show. It was Everybody, a hot show. I would like to remind you guys to check out Brittany Sharpie on The Young and the Restless. If you are a General Hospital fan and you are someone who was waiting for her to have her moment to shine as Valerie, 
I have a feeling you're going to enjoy Miss Elena. Thank you very much to Casey and Carolyn, who had to leave us early this evening. Pam, our prayers and well wishes are with you this evening. David and my girl, Candelicious, I love, love, love playing with you guys. Love you, too. I like every single one of you. You make me laugh. We We will see you in two weeks with another fabulous show. Good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Get connected with Take Two Radio on Facebook or Twitter at Take Two Radio. For email updates on future shows, follow at Blog Talk Radio. For previous episodes, upcoming guests, and more, visit TakeTwoRadio.com.